Hello everybody, this is Steve Taylor from the Rio Grande Guardian. We're having a podcast uh, conversation today with Matt Ruszczyk, Executive Director of Rio South Texas Economic Council. And the specific conversation today is going to, be, going to be about a recent visit Matt made to Germany. He went over there for the Hanover Fair, the biggest industrial manufacturing fair of its kind in the world, but he took in some other events as well. And this visit ties in with a, a visit earlier in the year where some site selectors from the European American Investment Council came over here to the valley for a three-day tour. So the site selectors from Europe came here to look at the valley, and now Matt has gone over to Germany to hook up with them again and to foster those relationships. So Matt, welcome to today's podcast. Now, thank you for having me, Stephen. Thank you for the great introduction. You're welcome. So, how was Germany? Uh, it was very productive. Uh, it was very busy, uh, but also had uh, was very productive in the end of it. You know, the, my personal recap of the core highlights was we were there eight days on the ground. In those eight days, we were in six different cities, visited with 14 companies, uh, two chambers of commerce, four industry associations, three site selector groups, and attended two trade shows, like you introduced the Hannover Messe, which is the largest manufacturing trade show in the world, uh, as well as the uh, air show, the ILA in Berlin, uh, specifically focused on aerospace industries. And we should tell tell the listeners uh, that may not know much about you that you were quite at home there. You knew your way around Germany. That, that is correct. You know, I've, I've had the pleasure of growing up in Germany. Uh, moved there when I was eight years old and left at 17 to the Valley as an exchange student. Uh, and so uh, I've some some of the territory was quite familiar to me, um, and it was also a great opportunity to leverage some of my my cultural awareness as well as some of my language skills uh, to the benefit of our region uh, as we develop in this relationship with with these companies. You know, it wasn't just German companies; it was companies from all over Europe that we got to interact with, um, and the opportunity to to relate closely to them is obviously very positive when you're trying to attract them to c- make a visit. Uh, and take our region to consideration for investment. I saw some of the videos that you sent back, some of the uh, live streams you had, and I was struck at one point when you were perhaps uh, te- giving us a tour of the Hanover Fair, the big booth that Nuevo Leon had. So Mexico was well represented. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, So the Hanover Fair, um, as the premier manufacturing industry trade show in the world, um, while it sits in Germany, has a partner country every year. And so this year's partner country was Mexico. Um, and uh, given all credit they deserve to folks from, from Mexico and, and the different Mexican states that participated, uh, they did a fantastic job showcasing themselves. Uh, there was a national, there was actually several national booths where the different states and organizations worked together. Um, and then several of the states organizations had broken up into their own booths, uh, one of which was Nuevo León, uh, who just put a massive display and a showcase of uh, of the, the manufacturing strength uh, and opportunities that present themselves for uh, for investment in their region. So hats off to them for that. Um, and it's always encouraging to see that, you know, your your neighbors uh, to the south uh, who are all playing in a, in a, in a similar uh, sandbox uh, in terms of economic development, whose success also becomes our success and vice versa, uh, to see them have such a strong presence, such a strong emphasis to attract investment to their region. I think perhaps the new aspect uh, for me uh, reporting this 
over the years here, here in the Valley, uh, business opportunities, economic development is uh, historically with uh, the Makilas and the efforts that, say, the, Ma- the McAllen Economic Development Corporation has focused in, we have a lot of uh, companies from the Far East, from Japan and Korea particularly, uh, that are invested in the, in the Makiladora uh, situation in, in Reynosa. And that has been uh, tremendously beneficial with lots of uh, managers and engineers living in the valley but working over there. But there hasn't been so much emphasis, it would appear, with regard to Europe. And so what you're doing here uh, in focusing on Europe is uh, forging a new path mm-hmm. for the valley. Tell us why that's important and, and, and the, the numbers associated with just how much investment the U.S. as a whole gets from Europe that the Valley could could be uh, making use of or, or benefiting from, and it's not happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think you, your, your point is exactly right there. You know, going back decades now, uh, a lot of very visionary leaders in our region have invested in building up relationships in Asia, uh, in Japan and Korea and other places that... Uh, which have been very, very beneficial to our region uh, over the years as we those relationships were able to be leveraged for to attract investment, to build up trust, um, to uh, entice investment to our region, to help build the economic strength of, strength of our region. And, uh, and, ev- and the leaders that were part of this and continue this effort are, deserve lots and lots of credit um, for these efforts. But if you look as a whole... Um, while there are European companies in the in the region, few on ours on this side of the river, um, some also on the south side of the river, um, they don't make up necessarily the uh, are necessarily the headliners uh, of the foreign direct investment that we see here. While if you look at a national scale, Europe is actually the largest source of foreign direct investment uh, to the United States. Uh, on a national scale, Europe makes up more than fifty six percent of the foreign direct investment that happens in the U.S., and the Asian countries are in the high teens uh, if you take them all together. So the biggest chunk of the pie, uh, at least from a national perspective, is in Europe. And so that creates a, a white space in our area as the biggest chunk of the uh, or the biggest slice of the pie is, uh, is coming from Asia here. So we have lots of opportunity to grow our European business to complement the investment that we have in Asia. Uh, you know, it's always interesting in uh, in manufacturing economic development where uh, companies tend to cluster. Uh, so they might not necessarily see each other as competition. Uh, they might see each other as complementary businesses um, that are coming into a region. And so my efforts are just like some visionary leaders decades ago uh, went over to Asia to build these relationships. My efforts are now to start building these relationships in Europe uh, to hopefully have uh, not just a short-term return but a long-term return for our region. Uh, to f- to take us to the next level, uh, so to say, in terms of the the investment that comes to our area. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about this European American Investment Council. Mm-hmm. The five site selectors that came to the Valley earlier this year mm-hmm. and uh, spent three days um, touring, seeing the, the the different assets the Valley has. I was struck by the the comments they made. What I think. Perhaps the biggest takeaway for them was they did not realise just how international our region is. And uh, we do have um, a big uh, presence on the international stage with uh, a lot of this Makilo activity. But um, And now you go over to Germany and have an opportunity to interact with them again. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that group, why, why it's important, and where you feel that, that relationship you're fostering could take us. 
Absolutely. So the, the value of being involved with the European American Investment Council is the contacts. And it's both the contacts with the site selectors and the companies, too. So I hope I'm doing them justice with a, with a very short uh, story of how they operate. So the European American Investment Council essentially exists to assist companies, European companies, to invest in the United States. The way this is structured is that they have a membership uh, where they invite communities that they feel are qualified and a good fit for European investment to become members of the council. Um, the, our region, by virtue of the Rio South Texas Economic Council, is a member, and the we have uh, the members of the Rio South Texas Economic Council also have the option to join. Uh, the European American Investment Council under our umbrella themselves for additional highlight. And so far, too, uh, Mercedes, I'm sorry, McAllen and Westlaco have taken advantage of that opportunity. Um, so, membership based organization that has American communities and regions join uh, and targets European companies to help them to match them up with these member communities uh, to facilitate investment. Now, the, the organization itself is being advised by an advisory board, which is made up of site selection professionals. So these are folks who make a living by helping companies relocate, and in this case, companies, European companies relocate to the United States. So there's a very great synergistic relationship that, that exists where um, members are invited. If we decide to join, which we did with the Rio South Economy, we join, and that membership gives us access to both the site selection professionals that are constantly working with companies, as well as direct access to said companies uh, to pitch and discuss our region and uh, and to to showcase our region as a um, as a great area for investment uh, and help these companies make a decision. While at the same time, these companies who have a goal to go to to the United States and to invest in the United States, but might not necessarily know what all the different steps are, they are able to get. Uh, technical assistance and support from the European American Council in that journey, making sure that transition is a more likely to happen, and b when it happens, it is more successful. So it's a it's a win 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 scenario um, all the way around, and the, and the value for for us as uh, uh, as a region, so to the Rio South Economic Council, is that we're able to bring in these site selectors affiliated with the council. We are able to have a platform to attract these companies to come and visit. And hopefully that will, over time, be transitioning into, into growing and growing investment in our, in our area. And I think it's fair to say we've got a new, a new friend, a new friend for the Rio Grande Valley in Stefan from, the, uh, from that group. He really does seem to be paying a lot of attention to us and giving us a lot of time and uh, his knowledge of uh, the European market for us. Absolutely. Now, Stefan is the Director for European Affairs uh, over in, uh, uh, at the European Investment Council. He is the guy that helps organize you know, all the, 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 the foreign direct investment recruitment trips that are happening in Europe. Uh, he was also instrumental in organizing their visit here with us. He interacts with a lot of the companies. Um, that are interested in, in coming to the United States. So it's definitely a very, very worthwhile relationship. I think we made a good impression, uh, particularly because uh, I think not only is the Valley very hospitable and a great place to invest, we also got blessed with wonderful weather when they were here. Um, you know, while we were in, a, in the 80s, uh, they were in below freezing, substantially below freezing in Europe. Uh, so he definitely enjoyed the fact that he could run around in a T-shirt and, and, uh, and really enjoy our, our, our beautiful February. 
uh, here in and the he region. And he got the regular Valley hospitality. Absolutely, he got the Valley hospitality. And you know, one of the comments that I, that I thought was encouraging uh, that I got from, from Stefan and, and the Everside selectors who were here uh, was not just that the how international we were, how integrated we were, but also how investment-ready uh, this region was. Uh, you know, being honest with ourselves, the Rio South Texas regional Rio Grande Valley is not necessarily the first name that pops up when somebody thinks, when somebody around the globe thinks about Texas or the United States as a place to invest. Um, we don't have that, that brand just yet. And this is why, you know, I make these efforts and the Real South Texas Economic Council is pursuing this strategy because we want to build up that positive brand uh, to make sure that we're being considered. So I think a lot of the folks who had come to visit us didn't know what to expect. And they were very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, and so the opportunity, this trip to Germany that I took recently was part of that strategy. Uh, you know, bring them here, let them see what the opportunities are, and then visit them on their home turf and continue that conversation and continue building up these relationships. And so, uh, like I mentioned, during this trip, uh, you know, across eight days, we, we visited six cities. Um, got to make a lot of interesting contacts there. We visited with 14 companies at the trade show booth, you know, with, along with one of those industry associations, or actually we did factory tours also. Um, to have a very uh, intimate understanding of what they're looking for, uh, what they're trying to replicate, uh, and what drives their investment decisions. And, and so being able to be part of that effort, have a, a, uh, a clear understanding of what these companies are looking for, and B, being able to relate of, of what we have to offer matches what they're looking for, um, I think was very, very positive. And obviously at this point in time, it's a lot of follow-up uh, to now the next step being how can we get the company decision makers to make a visit down here uh, and take a look uh, what we have to offer uh, so we can get on that short list uh, and we can uh, we can come into into closer consideration for investment. I'm here with Matt Ruschek, Executive Director of Rio South Texas Economic Council. We're discussing uh, economic development issues, uh, particularly related to uh, a potential investment from Europe. Um, tell us, Matt, about the uh, visit to that, I would, for want of a better word, the air show, the event, I think it was in Berlin. Mm -hmm. You went to an event there. Maybe that was aerospace-related mm -hmm. uh, potential there for the Valley? Oh, absolutely. You know, we have, um, we have lots of opportunities ac across this region, but I think aerospace is a very interesting sector, um, <coughs> excuse me, particularly because of the uh, uh, investment we're seeing from SpaceX. This is literally putting us on the map in the in the aerospace industry, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, the um, all the other assets that we already have. You know, we have some aviation industry, aerospace industry already present uh, in the region, and uh, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, companies tend to like to cluster. They tend to like to come together with their uh, friendly competition or complementary industries. Uh, in order to build up uh, build up success uh, for themselves. Now, the European aerospace industry overall is quite strong. Uh, you know, we have Airbus, which is probably the most known name in the European Amer uh, European aerospace industry, um, was a competitor to Boeing. Uh, they have made some sub substantial investments in North America recently. Um, we obviously have collaboration now in uh, in the space efforts. Uh, between uh, the American uh, NASA and, and our companies as well as some European consortiums they're involved in. And so 
the the world has grown smaller in aerospace and internationalism is becoming more important particularly there's a big draw for uh manufacturing production uh and technology here in in north america what what's the result of that is that a lot of supplier industries who have been very well established in the european sphere are getting asked by the oems hey we need you to closer to our american operations um and so our region by virtue of SpaceX, virtue of having some of aerospace assets already here, and by the virtue of our geographic location accessibility, uh, meaning the fact that we have great interstate systems, we highway systems, we have rail lines, and we have barges and uh, deep sea ports, so barge and deep sea ports in our region, uh, makes it a very, very attractive solution to for, for some of these companies. Um, and so that's definitely an industry path. Uh, that's of interest. You know, we visit with some of the the clusters that that exist uh, in Europe, both in Germany and in Poland, um, and had some conversations with them. And you know, these clusters might represent each cluster maybe two hundred or so companies, uh, some of whom are very very actively looking uh, to invest in the in the U.S. but don't necessarily know exactly how or what a good location for them is. And but they are in this process, and they're early in their process of decision making. So being able to be part of a conversation very early in the decision making process obviously increases your chances to to potentially be picked as a good fit. The folks that you visited with on your European tour um, were they aware just how many auto manufacturers are based in Mexico and how um, our relationship with them being uh, with those those vehicles being sold in the U.S this being a good trading post for um, for the suppliers, for the first, second tier mm-hmm. suppliers being based in this region, but supplying those auto, the big auto manufacturers that have located in Mexico. Is that is that of benefit to us uh, in terms of the European market, knowing that? Uh, yes, so in terms of their general awareness, uh, yes, they're very, very aware of the significance of, of Mexico in the in the global sup, uh, automotive uh, supply uh, scheme, uh, you know, particularly the uh, uh, the Europeans and particularly the Germans uh, are very, very fond of Mexico. Uh, I thought it was really interesting in some of these meetings where they were discussing about global strategies. Mexico was always part of that of that uh, of that discussion. Um, the Germans, in particular, like to look. They look at Mexico as one of the best countries in the world for production know-how. Uh, obviously, the Mexicans have been working with German industry for a long time. Uh, they've had German industry presence for a long time. Um, they've adopted a lot of German-flavored uh, manufacturing processes, workforce development strategies, and everything else. So the Germans feel very, very much at home in Mexico. Um, at the same time, obviously, a U.S. presence is, is important to them, uh, both on the OEM side, the, the final production side, as well as on the supplier side. And so there was a lot of very positive feedback. The people were intrigued uh, by uh, us being there as a as a international region, uh, as one that is right on the U.S.-Mexico border. And like I said, they they didn't since our brand was isn't as strong enough. Didn't exactly have a reference. So okay, well, so you're there on the border. So what do you have? And when I had the opportunity to talk about you know some of the size of our region in terms of demographics. Um, and size of the industry that we're seeing on on both sides of the river and the, and the con- interconnectability we have between the two countries, um, and the fact that our region offers this unique factor of free trade agreements 
between uh, you know the American free trade agreements the United States has around the world as well as Mexico has around the world. Um, I think that was that was really intriguing to them. They said uh, most people said, "Well, that is really interesting. I'd like to learn a little more about that," um, which is a very encouraging sign, you know, where, where people are interested to learn a little more about the region. Particularly when it comes to to Europe and Mexico, you know, what was relevant is actually the day before the official do- the doors open at the Hanover Mesa. Uh, the the European Union and Mexico agreed to an extension of the free trade agreement that the two countries have, um, and so the trade activity between Europe and Mexico is expected to increase. Um, while at the same time, Europeans want to maintain a strong relationship with the United States uh, and also expand in this market. Well, the beauty of our region is that you can technically do both in one location, uh, and uh, and I think that's where where some of the intrigue and the interest. I uh, came in. I'm hoping to be able to continue this conversation, like I said, to capitalize on a mental level where we'll have some people coming, making a visit, and hopefully then be taken to serious consideration for investment. I'm ge- I guess um, where all this is leading, we, we're hoping that the Rio Grande Valley is on the map in Europe for, for industry and investment and manufacturing mm-hmm. just as much as it is for birding and nature when, uh, because uh, I think people in the, in the, who mm-hmm. love that recreational activity, they know the valley super well, mm-hmm. and we get, we get visitors from, from Europe um, coming to see the unique aspects of our this, this, uh, the nature here with the, the rare birds we get. So we, we need the valley to be as well known in, with regard to manufacturing as well, and that's, you, that's the work you're doing. Absolutely yes. This, I mean, you know, trying to 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 tell the the the, the real South Texas story, talking about our region, talk about the Rio Grande Valley, um, and like I said, you know, part of my job is to get people on airplanes. It's it's to bring them down, and let them see with their own eyes. Hopefully, my my storytelling is good enough to entice them uh, to make a visit, and then you know, the next step after they made a visit is hopefully appear on some short lists. Uh, when some investments I'm, decisions I'm sure, are being made. I'm sure your storytelling is, Matt. Um, you're our unofficial ambassador <laughs> to Europe. Um, um, we've come to the end of the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the European trip or any other work, any other projects you're working on with Restech? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know another key takeaway that I had from, from this visit was not just uh, their interest in our region for our geographic location and that ability to do U.S. and Mexico both at, in, in one location. I think the other thing that was, was really key, uh, very, very important for us to be competitive uh, for this investment um, is workforce skills. Uh, I thought that um, there was a key discussion point in every single conversation we had was workforce skill levels. Um, obviously, our demographics are extremely favorable. We're very, very blessed with, with a young, growing population. Um, we're also blessed with great educational institutions in our region. And it's really important for all of us to come together and capitalize on, on those assets and, and, and make sure that our workforce skills, uh, our workforce is very skilled and, and those workforce skills are competitive on the international level. It was really interesting as we made some of these company visits of how technical the line jobs are. Uh, yeah, I think some people, when they think about a manufacturing plant, they imagine a long assembly line and somebody just swinging a hammer or pushing a button or, or you know, pressing on some kind of a tool. Um, and based upon what I saw, you know, those days are over. Um, manufacturing plants are now multiple stations where an individual does multiple tasks 
uh, adding value to uh, a certain product where they have to have material handling skills, they have to have troubleshooting skills, they have to have quality control skills, they have to have welding skills, they have to have uh, computer skills to operate some machinery that might be working with a robot on their side, so they have to have skills to manage that uh, as well. So the, the skill level expected from, a, from even a line employee uh, in, a, in a manufacturing operation is very, very high. Um, and I think there's an opportunity there for us to make sure that the skill levels of the workforce uh, that we have in our region is high, uh, so it will become even more attractive uh, for said investment. And that's a big takeaway for you. I, I think that's a really, really big takeaway. I think that that was, that was, that was something that we have discussed in the, in the region for a long time now, um, and I think there was a very strong emphasis of that. I think the second aspect uh, that I also want to touch base on is that you know it's not a one-off and done effort. Uh, you know, when you try to build relationships like any type of relationship, it takes time, and you have to be consistent and be present, uh, particularly because we're talking about folks making big decisions. Uh, we're talking about people making $50 million investments, potentially, uh, if somebody decides to move a, a, a mid-sized uh, manufacturing operation to a region. So when you think about how long people take to make a decision to buy a $50,000 car or a $250,000 house, start thinking about how detailed and strenuous the decision-making process is for a 25 or 50 million dollar investment um, and so in order to be able to accomplish that I think it's important to have a continuous presence uh, and to continue fostering those relationships and and so this is some of the things that we do here with the Rio South Economic Council um, you know the, the this visit was a follow-up to the site selection tour we had um, and these things will be followed up upon I'm looking forward to actually visiting with some of these companies again uh, in June, when I go to Washington, D.C. to select USA, which is the national foreign direct investment show that is hosted in D.C. by the federal government and brings in companies from all over the world who are looking, thinking about investing in the United States. So looking forward to having a present there and being engaged there. Um, also attending activities like going up to Houston. Uh, European Day is actually uh, May the 15th. Uh, in Houston, they're going to be celebrating European investment and culture uh, in Texas, so I'll be present there as well, making additional contacts. Um, there is an uh, upcoming uh, site selector conference in Indiana, which I'll be going to in August, or late July, early August. And we have some of our Real South Texas Economic Council members also doing their own follow-ups. Uh, we have some folks from Cameron County, from the Port of Brownsville, headed to Germany here soon uh, for a discussion in maritime. Uh, industry and try to build up some contacts. So it's really encouraging to see this being an ongoing effort. This this will take some time, uh, but so far the uh, the feedback and the, the vibe that we're having is very very positive. And I'm excited about being able to do my small part in this effort. And I'm excited also seeing our Rio South Texas Economic Council member communities and organizations also buying into this effort and becoming actively engaged as well. And we're really looking forward to the fruit of our, la of our labor. And so at that uh, Select USA event in Washington, D.C., or the event in Indiana, it's mm -hmm. possible that you'll get to see some of the folks, some of the contacts you've made in Europe on that's this recent visit. You'll see them over here. That's correct. I'll see some of these contacts. I expect to see some of these contacts there, and I also see, expect to build some additional contacts and, you know, and keep that momentum going. You know, that site selector tour that, that we did in February of this year, um, I'm already starting to piece together what we're going to be doing early next year. Matt Ruschek, thank you so much. This has been really absorbing, a fascinating discussion about the work that ResTech does 
in uh, bringing extra business, new business, manufacturing business to the Rio Grande Valley, to South Texas. Thank you so much. Any f- closing remarks? No, I just wanted to say I appreciate the opportunity to, to visit with you and, and kind of have this conversation. And I do encourage everybody who has an interest in this to be also become a part of this conversation, particularly of the workforce development discussion, because I think that that will be one of the key factors for our success in anything that we do. Uh, we'll be making sure that we have a strong, skilled workforce in our region. Matt, thank you very much for today's uh, conversation here on the Rio Grande Guardians podcast. Um, until next time. Uh, Thank you so much. Bye for now.